Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Sake House Brawl. I'm your host Steve. Then lucky one. It is spooky, yeah. It is unlucky. It's Halloween though, so I guess you know, that's yeah. appropriate. It's Halloween week. I'm joined here with Mike and Jack again, as always. Hello. Say hello. Hello, Steve. Hello. Hello, hello Steve. friendly listeners. Hello, people. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> Yeah, so it's World's Week as well. We're in the... We're actually in Troll. We're in the middle of the, the, the interim period. The second qualifier is, as we are recording this, the second qualifier is in process. Yeah. We're, we're frantically checking our messages, trying to find out what's going on, how our friends are doing. Did uh, either we, we showed our dedication um, to the podcast by not going to the Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it yeah, was. Yeah, that's Definitely. what it was. Yeah, that's it. We said if we couldn't go to Worlds, or if we went to Worlds, then we, we couldn't, couldn't do podcasts. a podcast. Exactly. Like, yeah, so it was kind of it was a tough decision. Yeah. It was uh, tough. Yeah. yeah. It was 50. Yeah, but we, we don't we feel we made the right choice. We don't, we don't have any regrets, like. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We did miss Worlds, but I'm going to Madrid. You are going to Madrid. I'm going to Cote. It's not fr- not to take part in like some Spanish Civil War, but like no. to go to the Cote, to go play. No. I, I thought, you know, it's an interesting No, you're time. not going to Cote? Or no? I am going to. Oh, you are going to. Viva oh, la yeah. Quinta yeah. Brigada. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the first Cote, isn't it? It's the first in Europe, definitely. Yeah. Pax Unplugged is first. Pax Unplugged yes, is in yeah. Philadelphia in November. It's like the 16th, 17th kind yeah. of November, yeah. And there's going to be two packs legal for the one in Madrid. So, yeah. Pax Unplugged is going to be corset only. Yeah. Um, and the first two packs of the Imperial Cycle will have been really? out long enough that they'll have become legal in time for Madrid. So Madrid will be a unique metagame. Yeah. So we have to completely ignore any of the decks and results there then we do but also it's a pain in the ass for us because Steve selfishly is going to compete which means that all the rest of us have to, have to spend yeah. all the way up to December <laughs> 2nd only playing with those two packs yeah. so that he can get his testing in <sighs> I reckon fine. I reckon that we need to organize like a secret game night without Steve without Steve yeah, where like, we can play just, practicing <laughs> for our day in January it would be great if I was if I was playing against you and you had all like the six packs and there's like some card then going to start playing around. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not what exists. Uh, I, I just yeah. know he has it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. And of course, we're getting our own cote as well here in Cork. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, want to say that it's thanks to us being here, but it is thanks to us being here. I think right? it's definitely down to us. Well, Gordon so Gordon be. appeared on the Sake House Brawl, yeah. so Gordon is technically. Like a part of the Sake House Brawl family. Yeah, he is. And yeah. he is the, the driving force. Gordon He's part O'Keefe of Team Sake. <laughs> is he the is. driving force behind um, Ask Wagamala about Gordon and Team Sake. He appeared on our podcast and then all of a sudden we get a quote. Yeah. Yeah, strange. That's strange, yeah. isn't it? So uh, I yeah, think it's more us than him. I think it's probably more us. Yeah. Gordon, Gordon absolutely is responsible for making the quote happen at WarpCon, which is a great yeah. con traditionally entering its 25th or 26th year, I think. Yeah, some crazy. Been around a long time. More, if you're thinking of coming for the Cote, Warcon is an awesome party. Come, come to Warcon. Come, we'll sign your play mats. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're a fee for a small, <laughs> reasonable fee. We're, we're so famous that we get to sign play mats. We're just going to go around there vandalizing. Don't worry, don't worry. In a few years, this will be worth a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> and you get to visit Cork, which is the finest city in Europe, I believe. Uh, oh, absolutely. Former European capital of culture. Yeah. yeah. The capital of culture is still in our hearts. Yeah. And, uh, and it's also the real capital of Ireland. That's true. That's yeah. true. In other news about ourselves, let's talk about ourselves a little bit. Why not? Because we love doing that. Why not? Yeah. We did create a but podcast I... literally just to listen to ourselves. Talk, so. <laughs> yeah. When I listen to we, you. We, we don't expect to. <laughs> I don't think you listen to it. Oh, I listen to it all the time. Don't do you? Oh, yeah. That's, that's why we assume he listens. 
That is, yeah. <laughs> how, how many listens is that, Jack, or Mike? Uh, 10,000. 10,000 listens, yeah. yeah. So that's an impressive number. Like the Legion. Uh, it's, it's cool. It's re- wait, let's say respectable, right? It's not too bad. For, for ah, no, I think think about that in like, so it's, it's, a, lot it's, it's, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And it's, it's 10,000 listens over, over all 12 episodes, right? So it's yeah. not actually 10,000 individual people. That'd be yeah, yeah, that, would, that would be crazy reach but even so yeah it's no, that's it's, fair. it's awesome i suppose if over 12 episodes i guess if it works out maybe like around 800 like we're just talking episode. shite we yeah. come up here we yeah. talk shite for an hour steve goes away does a ton of work to make it sound uh, like Jack, we have a fucking cool disingenuous we talk for about seven hours and then Steve cuts it down to about 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> every time <laughs> we've been getting lots of nice feedback as well some nice uh little things People well, have been saying about yeah. us. What's your favorite one? What's the standout? What's I think there's only one? one. Pretty funny Irish guys. No. <laughs> no. The the comment that really the chemistry. Stands out the chemistry. Is good chemistry. That good. We oh yeah. yeah, I know. You it's... know, you can tell that that listener, you know, can really sense the the 15 years <laughs> yeah. of camaraderie that exists between us, and in no way is aware of the fact that we literally don't talk to each other outside of the hour a week that we're recording. Exactly. <laughs> well, like, do, I, I'd like to. Point like, out I think it really speaks to our professionalism that yeah. the scathing hatred that we have to each other yeah. doesn't come out. No, it doesn't. No. Like whenever War was sold by AG, I, I basically didn't talk to Steve. <laughs> from that day until it was such a relief though right? like, yeah, finally uh, I, I don't no need to reason. see him anymore yeah, you know I, I don't have to he's pretend he's out of my life I don't have relief. to pretend that he's there ever again like, and then it's like oh no they're releasing it because I honestly thought that the car game was going to come yeah. out you thought you were free of it I thought it was free it's like nope and then I was like in. hey let's do a podcast and you had to say yes yeah, yeah, uh, say, yeah, had to pretend and I, I think that listener as well has a great chemistry with us. <laughs> because uh, he obviously gets it, right? He gets it. Yeah, yeah he gets yeah, it. He gets it. Yeah, there's lots of nice stuff. And of course, there's like a daily, hey guys, uh, what podcast? The podcast thread. <laughs> the podcast thread that appears on Facebook or Reddit. Or mean. Reddit, yeah. yeah. Every so every maybe two yeah. days. Yeah. It's like, hey guys, it's a podcast the moon in some way, right? Yeah. It's like you get more of them around the full moon. I think so, yeah. Well, the only thing we should do is we should create create a Reddit robot, and anytime when he posts something like that, we'll respond immediately with a robot saying you should follow. We don't need to make. Oh, because, because we, people do it for oh, us. Oh, we've already yeah. created a yeah. yeah. of Reddit robots. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah, it's good. So, it's good. No, I, you know, I'm, no, seriously, well. <laughs> not that the Sacky House Brawl listenership are robotic. They're obviously intelligent and discerning, yeah. critical listeners who. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't listen to us. Yeah, they yeah. listen to they some, listen other some other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we so, name nothing yeah well there are no other podcasts really well all, like, according you know, to this you, uh, could, you could call them podcasts but I, I don't really one, I one noise. Was, uh, they're just noise one guy was asked uh, or what podcast is the best to listen to and the guy said uh, Sake House Brawl and it's not even close Nasty. That was a sick wow, burn. What a burn? Yeah, Jeez, yeah. Sick burn. <laughs> 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 on who? <laughs> the other podcasts. Oh, the other podcasts, podcasts that don't exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. No. Thanks very much for everyone listening, and uh, we do appreciate it. Mike, I suppose so. Yeah, Mike does, <laughs> <laughs> and Jack does as well. I'm sure. Since we have all these lovely listeners listening to us, there's a campaign we have to push. Um, is there now? Yeah, there is. Okay. Your Tomo for Emperor. Right. I think so. Yeah. I think it's the only choice. He is. And we're making this our hashtag. Yeah. So we're going to be putting out all our podcasts with hashtag uh, your Tomo for Emperor. <laughs> you <laughs> literally just said it. I don't you know. I think that's a four. <laughs> number four. Yeah, this, is, this may be not too sure with the number four. Mm. Should we go with the so FOI or with the number four? How, how about your Tomo? You want your, it, it's Twitter, right? So you want to keep that character limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about your Tomo IV Emperor? 
Oh, classy. <laughs> but then that would be Yaritomo the fourth emperor. Yeah. No, Yaritomo the fourth emperor. <laughs> Come on. Shouldn't I'm it be for... Did, 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 didn't you just say our listeners are intelligent? Don't yeah. think they're about to work yeah, it so out. so they'll recognize don't think... the traditional naming scheme for I monarchy. Didn't... You know, it's confirmed to exist. You know, yeah. the, the role-playing... He's a pirate. The role-playing beta through force of popularity. You know, they were not included originally. And there was a justifiable outcry from the L5R player base uh-huh. saying, it's uh-huh. not the L5R role-playing game without the Mantis. <sighs> Fanboys. And so the yeah. Mantis were added. And the Mantis description in the role-playing game describes Yaritomo as dashing. Dashing. He's dashing. He's the dashing <laughs> pirate that we need in yeah. this time of uncertainty don't and deserve. instability. But don't Maybe deserve. we don't deserve him. It's true. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, a minor clan. You know, we basically deleted him from the game. He's, uh, so he's basically the dashing pirate we have, but don't deserve. <laughs> you know, he, he gave a good accounting of himself in mm. L5R version one, and I think that in this new continuity, this is really his time to shine. Well, I think so. <laughs> yeah. the way, this is his moment. Here, here's the way I see it: if the Hantai line continues, then I'm gonna have to stick with the Hantai line. But if some evil something were to befall the Hantai line, well, then I would put my sport behind your Tomo. There but, we go. But, but until that point, I'm still a hand But of course, it would be treason to suggest exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. A ringing endorsement. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah, so. Um, Wait a minute. Are you suggesting we somehow kill the hand Is that what I you're saying? No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Okay. You might say that, but I couldn't possibly a long, comment. A long term campaign from us here at the Sake House Brawl that we are going to be driving and incentivizing in every way we can that every storyline decision a Sake House Brawl listener. Yeah makes and we're hoping that over time we'll be able to convince you that this is the right choice we're going to be working towards it inch by inch choice by choice vote by vote hashtag Yaratoma for Emperor it may take a few years but it's happening yeah, yeah. I think we all want to see Yaratoma ascending to the throne so Jack yes God, to be fair right? a shill this is a shill <laughs> I understand mate but hang on disgusting. it's kind of shameful so, other podcasts have mentioned your game more <laughs> than we have have they? Yeah. Yeah. But there was like a full interview. <laughs> oh my god, it's bad. This yeah, is, so our creator. And to be fair, right, that's good for Jack. Like, Jack's not coming well, in here to ambush us. So we're, I'm forcing Jack now to well, speak about it. That's because I kept vetoing it. So, Jack. Yeah, th- I, I try not to bring it up because obviously, you know, I'm, I'm in a position where I'm out on a limb trying to make something and make it successful. But th- th- this isn't the venue for that, right? You know, this is podcast about L5R. People are tuning in. They're not tuning in to listen to me plug my stuff. You know, this isn't the Alex Jones show where I'm saying, buy these vitamins. They're it could really be, though. It, it could, could be. be. It could be. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> the Saki Jones oh. brawl. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Okay, so Jack, you have a game. Continue. You have a game. I do, I Explain have a game. this game What's to us. game development? The game is titled Radiant Offline Battle Arena. It is a two-player competitive card game, not unlike L5R or Netrunner or Game of Thrones. I'm, one of the things I'm quite proud of with it is that it strays away from a couple of the traditional elements of CCG design, so it doesn't have um, the sort of standard you know, creature cards and resources, yeah. mana that you spend, whether you call it fate or gold, or you know, whether you call them creatures or minions or characters and that or. So the, uh, it's based on MOBA games like League of Legends or Dota. So you have a team of heroes who you pick in advance, that's building your deck, they come with a certain fixed ability card, so deck building in the game is really simple. It's a quick game to play, it takes about half an hour. 
and it's been in development for over forever three years now forever over three years yeah. the first time i sat down i was on a train from dublin to cork and i'd been playing a ton of heroes of the storm at the time and i said i wonder how you do that as a card game and i just sort of had a notepad with me on the train and i started sketching ideas down three years later after a, i'm not going to say how much money none of it's mine by the way so <laughs> you know i found investors who are confident in the game because you know like i'm not going to say it's good because i made it but other people have enjoyed it to the extent that they were prepared to fund it so three years of development later we're coming really really close now to to release or well to the launch of our kickstarter which is an exciting and terrifying time because all of this work that i've been putting into it now for so long you know is i'm now faced with the prospect of it succeeding which would be great but scary in its own way yeah. or just flopping which is uh oh I, I don't like i don't like thinking about it but I, you know the game's good we've been really lucky to work with a great team of people um dan Deneen over in the states who is busting his ass demoing the game. Yeah. Um, he was at Origins. He was at Gen Con. He is going to be at PAX Unplugged in November demoing the game. So if you're there for the Kote, try and find him. Check, him out, check it out. Um, check him out. Check out Dan. Dan's a handsome guy. Yeah, check um, him out. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should like give something for our viewers, you know, so they get us, you know, something out of it. Mm, that's a good yeah. idea yeah, yeah like the kickstarter is a bit we, of a we've absolutely nothing let's start giving away jack's product yeah, promotion, some yeah. kind of promotional well no like i know like a maybe like a, a alternative art like hero or something you know? yeah. yeah we're big into giving players that kind of customer mm. you know we're inspired by skins and that kind of thing from those kind of games yeah. so customization where you can mix and match the art style of your deck as you like it but of course um, it can only be for soccer house uh, listeners you know, nobody <laughs> else but we're um <laughs> We're coming up on the launch of the Kickstarter now, which is going is to be February, in February. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's an exciting time. And right now, in fact, relevantly, we are in the middle of our final round of internal closed playtesting. So it's a six-week playtest window that's running until December, where we're putting the very last like Tweets. coat of polish. You know, yeah. I was talking in a previous episode Does, it, about it, 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 so many so many it layers really of benefit, varnish. It really would have like, benefited you know. from another six weeks of playtesting. Yeah, this is my other six weeks of playtesting you know the yeah, game's been finished for a while a year this is it's now been the, finished for a year yeah about for a year so a, a bit more a year either. maybe yeah. longer like yeah um and this is this is just making sure that everything is ship shape everything but has been playtested too much well i must say I, i've seen i've seen the cards i've played a few times myself and um, the artwork is spectacular in it yeah the layout of the cards is really good as well everything's like it, it looks it's really professionally done um the gameplay yeah, initially, obviously, playtesting resolved a lot of the issues. Like, it's very smooth, like, you know, yeah. so... Um, it's, it's it's much different as well it, in flow the game, of game. The, the game is very simple, but really tactical. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of different to a lot of card games in that way. Um, so I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it, actually. So. Yeah. And, and it's very different how you win a game, as opposed to, you know, other card games. Like, you yeah. know, it's not about, like, you know, smashing opponent's deck into nothing. Like, it's, like, an actual... Yeah, it feels like a MOBA really. It's basically how how do you win a MOBA? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You take you take their. Yeah. Uh, you see, speaking just to the to the how the cards look. Yeah. And that I have to give a, a mention to our graphic designer and our creative director Robert Denton, uh, known to some as Spooky. He is also uh, working on L Five R, the Halloween fiction that just came out a few days ago. Was written by him. Ooh. Um, so Scary. He's, uh, <laughs> you can check out his work in that context. Yeah. But he also did all of the graphic design on the game. And, and similarly, we've been really fortunate to work with some really talented artists. Yeah. Um, Evan Surya, Ramon. Puasa, others who are just Studio Two Mines in South America, who are just really superb. The bear one, yeah. Oh, amazing! They just do great, great. Work. When you see, you'll know it. That's all I'm gonna say. So if you're if you're if you're 
in in this line of work yourself, those are names I'd strongly recommend you to, to check out because they're just they're pros, absolute pros. I couldn't speak highly enough about them. One one thing I love about the game is that um it's kind of it's a really nice mix between a CCG and like a deck builder game because you pick you pick your hero right and that hero has a kit and your deck is made of three heroes so the different different combinations are basically what make your deck so there's deck construction there it's got that deck what, builder what, what I think as well, which is, quite is nice. the most unique aspect personally for me in this game from a tournament perspective is is the fact that every round is the fact that you can you can draft yeah. the deck every time so like you have a whole selection here as you pick and you just go back and forth you pick three heroes and so every game in a tournament like is different your, yeah. in fact your deck every round is different so it's it's about understanding what you're so there's more there's more to the game in the, the deck building aspect you know while you've only effectively have three choices but it's it's far it's really important yeah. you know so it's, it's, it's and like no, no re- game has that. It, yeah, you know, it, it's like, it's like you have the ultimate sideboard effectively. Yeah, you know before you've drawn the first card and seen your opponent. And it's like it. you see in real mobas in the tournaments. Yeah, you know, exactly. And yeah, picks and bans, and some teams just lose on the picks and bans, right? Yeah. So that's kind of there's a nice aspect of that as well. But I think yeah, but I, I think it's more balanced in that. It like, is yeah. Yeah, you're not going to lose because you have a bad draft. But if you know a guy and you let him take a particular guy and well, you yeah, draws yeah, into yeah. him, if you're, if you're, if you're, yeah, 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 okay. So guess, uh, yeah. That, it's, it's it's nice that kind of way. So, yeah. so are you looking for playtesters then, Jack? Yeah, we're still happy to take more playtesters. Uh, how Obviously, how will they contact the better, you? The way you get in touch with me is you send an email to playtest at radiantoba.com. Yeah, we're complex we're, email address. <laughs> we'll put it up on with the podcast as well, yeah. and we'll send it out if you do yeah, want we'll, to. We'll get be involved. doing this playtest window now, like I said, until the until early December. Yeah. Um, the more eyes we get on it, the better. So, are you looking for groups? Are you looking? Yeah, for ideally we get groups of people. We play test using printed proxies and tabletop simulator. They're all levels of experience and ability. You yeah. know, are, are useful. They provide you know useful, invaluable perspectives. And yeah, like the more the more eyes we get, the better. You know, I want it to be good. I want it to succeed, and I want to find any problems that remain. So yeah. the way, and the way I do that is by showing it to people, which as terrifying as that is, <laughs> yeah. please, I work so hard in it, please like it. Don't break it. Yeah. Criticize as much as possible. Um, <laughs> very good. Okay. okay, back to L5. Oh, right. Back to the real game. Yeah. The, real game. <laughs> <laughs> the real reason we're here. Well, this one is virtual right now, so it's not out yeah. yet. So, you know. yeah. so, as we said, Worlds is going on at the moment, right? Yeah. So, did either of you catch any of the games yesterday? I caught, I caught a couple at the end yeah for me it doesn't really start until yeah you know we have the actual top 23 so first of all actually gutted for Owen but yeah. only because he lost on stream but he did actually do really well um, did he on finish 5-1 4-2 4-2 so he is I think he finished like ninth in Swiss altogether. that's not bad and he wore an amazing shirt did you see the he shirt he did wear a pretty balling shirt it was he said. it was like the coolest Magnum PA type shirt <laughs> you've ever seen. Okay, it was a good shirt. Um, did he know so, he was going to be on stream? Like, did he did he run to the bathroom and change into that shirt, or was he wearing? Oh no, he's always. I mean, he's a he's stylish he's a guy, guy styling and profiling. Yeah. Pretty interesting information coming out regarding the breakdowns of the clans. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, this just in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> live from the tournament. No, we can talk about Wednesday first, anyway. Yeah. Okay. The so clan representation, and it was a surprising. On Wednesday, it was weird. It yeah. was topsy turvy, bizarro land for sure. With um... give us the numbers. So the largest clan on Wednesday was Phoenix with twenty two percent. I'm okay with that. And the lowest in uh, unicorn. total, yeah, non-surprise is unicorn. Some brave fools playing unicorn at six percent. Dragon were weirdly underrepresented. Lion were weirdly underrepresented. Crane and scorpion were about about right, maybe about average at fourteen percent both. 
and Crab were second with 20%, but it was considering what everyone expected going nope, in. No, I'm not surprised by those numbers at all, especially with Dragon. Well, so that's that's the Wednesday. That's yesterday. That's right? yesterday, right? Yeah. And there is a, there was a big change today in that in how that broke down. But the the small number of Dragon players was a surprise for sure. And who went through? What was the? I know two. There were two crabs on five one at the end yeah. of Wednesday. There's a really really epic play <laughs> okay. and a really gutting play. There was a turn one crab player buys Heda Guardian. I think that's a free one. Time. So no, the one cost. Yeah, Heda Guardian the fortification. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. envoy. Right. No, oh, Heda Guardian. It was yeah, Heda yeah, Guardian. Yeah. yeah. Other guy buys. No, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Shiva Sukune for oh, seven. No, no, not, not Way to Crab. Guy who plays Way to Crab. Oh. Yeah. Why would then you... they played a whole game of El yeah. Favor. Why really... would you do that against the Crab? Why look, would you ever so, do yeah, that? Look, we, know, we know it's the wrong play, right? And it's, people, it's, no, you it's, make mistakes. No, it's, it's not even a play. You, yeah, but That's not a play you I know. ever do against the crowd. Yeah, yeah, but you people make mistakes, right? So, like, a lot of people are ragging on this guy, but I'd like to de- defend well, him a bit because... I, he'll never like, make that mistake again. Exactly. <laughs> he will and never what, make that mistake But that's again. what the game's about, right? And you go to tournaments, so you mess up and... Panos, former European champion, is down to running one way of the crab in his deck. Um, yeah, but, it, but it's the threat of the it. The threat of it is still there. That's, that's what it is, if, you if, know? If, if you're thinking, well, they're only running one if if he doesn't have it the turn one Sukune with seven fate is worth so much that it's worth the risk but having been in this exact situation myself oh yeah once upon a time Fain and death. making that exact Fain decision death. based on the fact that i was sure he was only running two feigned deaths as opposed to three as opposed to the three that he actually was running and i lost the game on the spot as a consequence yeah. of it so it's not a mistake i'd ever make again but you know it's easy for us to sit behind the camera on the stream and go exactly. oh what was he thinking in the moment, there's all sorts of stuff going through your head. It's yeah. it's tricky. With two phase on him, and, I think. And you have to remember, too, the Phoenix and player... And he Yeah, but the Phoenix well. player is losing two honor immediately as well. Exactly, yeah. he couldn't defend any problems. Yeah, it's just it's a blowout of that. That's point. huge. Yeah. That's huge, that point. Right. On today's games, it straightened itself out more to what you would expect it to look like. Lots of Scorpion, I hope. Um, lots of Dragon. Dragon are the... So, one, on Wednesday as well, there were only about 50 players. Whereas today, there were, there were like 150 yeah, uh, a much larger number of players, so, so it's the, te- the, a more reliable data set in that regard. Yeah, but the, that means the day to turn up was Wednesday. You probably easy right. Probably less dragon, less scorpion. Fewer dragon, fewer scorpion. Yeah, yeah. L- less so less let goes basically. In in in, in today's games, yeah. uh, we've seen the unicorn attendance drop Zero. already the lowest. Has <laughs> <laughs> fallen even lower down to four percent. Phoenix were twenty two on Wednesday, are only eight. Yeah, in yeah. second lowest. Uh, today and at the top it's much more what you'd expect 23% of the field is dragon 20% of the field is scorpion and then crane and lion come behind that where's crab crab are 10% 10, yeah, well, low surprise I, I, I feel like crab are fairly I, I feel like that's where they like 15-ish percent is where I feel like this crab would be yeah yeah dragon and scorpion have always been like the dragon, popular, dragon right? have always been really popular but very unsuccessful yeah. 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 Um, and Scorpion have always always had the hardest decks to play so what would happen is especially in long tournaments I always had with Scorpion like they'd one or two decks would blitz through the qualifiers and when it came to the knockouts their brains would just turn to mush and they couldn't yeah. play anymore and it's dropped out then but we're seeing what you'd expect which is Dragon being the deck to Dragon to prepare Dragon for. slash Dragon Dragon Splash. There, there are games. I watched a game last night, and this was actually against. It doesn't have to break down the splashes as well. It doesn't. No. I would. I like. I. I would not be surprised if 
Dragon Splash is nearly 50% of the feedback. Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. data point I'd really like to yeah. know. And that's what I really want to know. Might, and it might emerge afterwards yeah. at the moment, we don't know. But they're just, like, their decks in general, like, I watched one on stream against Owen yesterday even. That deck, like, not trying to take anything away from the guy that's playing it, but that deck, it, like, it was just generating answers for the player. Yeah, yeah. It was just, like, presenting, like, yeah. here's what you do. It's a there great tournament deck in that it regard, is, in yeah. the sense that it's consistent. Yeah, it's so, um, yeah, And yeah. it just, like, it's not just consistent, but, f- like, like, again, not to take anything away from Dragon players... The deck is forgiving. And yeah. playing a forgiving deck in a long marathon tournament is smart. Because yeah. 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 you're going to make mistakes. And having a deck that can correct for your mistakes, yeah. even if you're the best player in the world, or the third best player in the world, say, you're going to make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to make mistakes over the course of, of seven Espe- mysterious espe- mistakes. Especially in the, uh, in the, t- in the top four. That's, that's when you really want to make yeah. those mistakes. Um, you know? In like warm but you're countries. You're going to make mistakes yeah. and so having, you know, Minnesota is warm. In warm yeah. Mediterranean having, countries. Um, yeah. Having a in deck a ca- that in the will Catalan region. Yeah, like, yeah. help you correct for the mistakes that you'll make. Yeah. Yeah. Are, yeah. Uh, that's a really good thing. So Dragon are at the tournament as a as the deck, 100% that you should be ready to face. Yeah. You know, this is useless advice to be imparting now that <laughs> the tournament is in yeah, full yeah. swing. The thing that's interesting for me, right, if you are the pace-setting deck for the environment, you know, everyone knows Dragon are really yeah, strong. You might win then. You'll do great in the qualifiers yeah, and you'll absolutely. do well, yeah. at, you know, pre, pre-cut. But it means that at the top levels of play, those everyone decks have you been shown to beat your deck. Everyone you encounter yeah. has a plan to beat you. Yeah. And you know they like they are more likely to know the matchup yeah. against you than you are to know the matchup against them, which is a huge advantage. So it means that quite possibly we'll see Dragon do really like I'd, I'd expect the top 16 to have a ton of Dragon in it. I reckon but, about 6. Yeah, like easily. a big number, but yeah. I don't know how long that's going to carry them. The thing the difference maker for me and this comes down like you know in old Elf Ivor there was this very long running question about Europe versus America who's better who is the who who was the more skilled player base yeah. um, and you know while that's a question that will never be answered the the big philosophical difference that always came up was that in Europe we run meta and in America they tune decks to do their thing faster the answer the question then is one is that universal across games you know because that was certainly the case in old Elf Ivor is it true in the LCG community, I don't know. Is that is that psychological difference? Is there meta the cards though? There are, yeah, no. Because against Dragon, you need to be running Noble Sacrifice. You need to be running I Can Swim. You need to yeah. be running Way of the Crab. And like, it's a stupid example as well. But Let Go to uh, mm. like like Let Go is 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 already a super important meta defining card, made more super important by the fact that Dragon are a dominant deck and like yeah. being able to discard their spy glasses is really 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 important. Yeah. But the question is whether or not uh, people who are planning to beat Dragon are planning to beat Dragon by having my deck do its thing more efficiently and more effectively than you, or is it planning on beating Dragon by going, well, I know what your thing is and I'm preparing for it and I'm packing my I Can Swims and I'm packing my Noble Sacrifices. If people are, like, being a Europe, good, solid European player, I believe in running meta cards, so I feel like if people are not running meta to beat Dragon, I think Dragon are good enough yeah. to power through. Yeah. I think if people are running meta to beat Dragon... Dragon can still win because the deck's very good, yeah. but the deck isn't broken. So if you're no. prepared to beat it and you have a an answer to beat it and you get lucky, not you get like you achieve that minimum level of luck, yeah. and you draw your answer, Dragon are not so far ahead of the rest of the pack that they'll be able to power through that. Yeah, no, I agree. So I'll be really interested to see how that how that flops. Yeah. Um, so you're you're talking about Dragon as being the deck to beat, right? 
the deck to prepare for it. Definitely. Where, where I think I actually, I, they wouldn't be my pick to win. Yeah, I think um, I think that. Okay, where so would you put? So the, the way I see Dragon is they're they're crazy consistent, and because we're basically just have a base set, and most decks are not consistent. That's why Dragon stand us so much because they will always do you know have X Force on X turning X things all the time, pretty much because their personality base are kind of. You know, they're just yeah. personalities, really. They're just stats. And they have balanced stats. They have, yeah, yeah, they're, they're all, Yeah, like, basically, they, they you know... Whereas and a lot of clans are like, well, I, I can, I'm I'm basically playing, I don't know, Scorpion. So, I, effectively, most of my... Nine percent of my attacks are going political. I'll probably just be attacking military just to make you lose an honour. Or to get a ring. Or to or get a ring. Yeah, yeah, but I'll never take a problem. Whereas yeah. Dragon can actually tune their deck to go full on military full on political with the exact same personality base yeah. because their stats are so balanced so. yeah um, they like they also have the which is a great thing again in the tournament they have the potential to just get blowout wins the knee yeah. 10 master start oh, yeah, just, where you go turn one knee 10 master two, two attachments and he can take two provinces yeah. with one guy yeah that's terrifying that, like, that can just happen it's insane and, even, and the fact is like even if they, they, they can actually technically defend attach attack yeah, and as all of that, huge. they have an incredible inherent card advantage. Yeah, cards they play, they're not they like they're they're playing like thirty attachments. So the cards they play stay yeah. in play. Your, well, the, the your ancestral bumps, your it's because they're ancestral. The ancestral ones just come back just over and over. But even back. if it's just a fine katana, yeah, or a spyglass, yeah, like if it's staying in play two three turns, that's building up card advantage over time. And they're really good at keeping their guys. But it's just a really efficient, effective, consistent forgiving deck it's all the good words that you want associated with the kind of deck you're playing in a tournament but they wouldn't be my pick to win because they're not so broken that if you're prepared for them you can't beat them and but they're, in a way their weakness is kind of their clan champ because like you know a lot of people want to see their clan champ turn one Dragon are like Dragon are delighted to see their clan champ turn no, one it, it's hold, wholly dependent on your opponent's cards no because he's enormous like he, just on his own he's, but he's comparison, a bushy comparison, shoot engine no, but in comparison, no sorry in comparison to Casada. Like when Kasada comes out, you go great. I got Kasada, right? When when Takashi comes out, yeah, he's got stats. I, I understand, but like you know, so so is Nitin Master in stats, right? I mean, the Nitin Master start is definitely the best yeah. start because but problem um, problem with, with the clan champ for Dragon. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying turn one he's bad, not bad, but indifferent more than anything else because he's blank effectively. Sure, sure. He's not as he's not as bomby as like Sukuna or Kasada yeah. are turn yeah. one. But you're still you're not unhappy. Oh, no, you're not no, unhappy no. to get a five five glory three bushy should get well, to, well, the thing is, if they, get an ability from someone. If, if, they, if they get like uh, a clan champ out, then he's fine. Just copy their clan champ. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so who who is your pick to win? So that's a that's a tough one. Um, so like the easy the easy thing to say for sure is that unicorn will not win. Yes, unicorn are. Bad. Do you mean a game or do you mean? Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, so this is the, the, the unicorn had a moto from Gen Con. <laughs> the unicorn had a moto from Gen Con. Harsh, that's harsh. Went like one in five in his qualifier. Yeah. You know, it, they're just they're just bad. Yeah. They're just not viable at all. Yeah. It, like it must be tough if you're a clan loyal unicorn so, player. I think the winners will be. Scorpion have a huge opportunity to win here. I think uh, I can't. I really can't. I can't see Crane. I just. I don't think they're. They're just not. There's some really irritating personalities to play against. I won't mention that <laughs> Justin bloody Walsh, carriage. This but. is interesting. Justin Walsh got off the fence in a big way. Yeah. And his bold declaration from the Imperial Advisor was to say that um, Crane will win 
and the winning crane deck will be splashing lion. That's how wow, that's, confident he was. That's uh, predictive crane lion. Crane lion. Unless now that he's being someone's shown somebody has shown him a deck and he's played against it online or tested it, they found it just defining the meta, whatever that kind of thing. But I, I but like just just as an yeah, interesting yeah, counterpoint, okay, you yeah. saying you don't see crane winning? No, I don't. So who do you see winning? Scorpion. You kind of invent. I think I, I I like the scorpion deck, but. I guess the thing about the Scorpion, it's very, it can be quite slow to to win because it's really only ever taking one problem to turn. It, can't, it doesn't really have the ability to take two problems to turn. Mm. Same like lines, the same problem too. They really can basically take one problem to turn because they're just so focused on military. Um, crab, I think, I'm are going dark with, horse. I think crab are going to win. Crab and are dark, dark more, horse. More, more, more to it, right? The guy that played yesterday, right, and not just because of the epic wave crab, um, he played. Yeah. He was a good player. Just in general, everything he was doing, he was a really good, efficient player. And I, I'll not only make a prediction as to what Clamber will win, <laughs> I think that guy is going to win. I think Lopez is going to win it. Crap. Very so that's, good. My, wow. that's my prediction. That, that's... Okay. So, uh, Carlos Lopez, you better start listening to I don't Saki know you. Brawl because <laughs> yeah. you've got our endorsement now. I don't know you. I don't I, know where is, you're from. Oh, is that hell my endorsement? <laughs> They're so, going to win. Like. My, my reason for Crab is that they can deal with Dragon. Yeah. With oh, yeah. the Crab, right? And the mountain does not fall. I think those two big things really help Crab against Dragon. They have an okay matchup with Dishonor because they have low glory. Yeah. yeah. And I think they have so much military that they don't worry about. They, like they don't worry about taking provinces. And if they get Casada, like yeah, early, yeah. early or anything like out of all the clan champs, he's something you can sit on the table. You don't really deal with him. You just kind of let him take your provinces and just think, okay, yeah, he's going to take my province again. So. I'm just going to try and not waste too many cards. I'm going to try and win a conflict so I can start playing cards again. I think that's that's for me why I, I think Crab. And, and it's it. funny, like, you know, so Kazai goes in and smashes the province and on defence, the Crab will go their way to defend because if they if they stop you from winning that conflict, you know, it means that basically your second conflict is even harder to win because you're having to waste more actions again yeah. to get past him. Like, so he's, yeah. he is a nightmare to deal with. Yeah. So you're picking Scorpion? No, I, I said it had a chance. I said it had a chance. Get off the fence. <laughs> no, I, I see, here's the thing, like Dragon, like technically Dragon, even though I think they're a bit pickle-pickly, but it's, their, it's the fact they can just fish out so many tashings okay. and just should win. But it, if somebody has come up with a deck that just beats them, then that deck should just win the tournament. So Jack, prediction? Um, I'm going to be hopelessly wishy-washy. Because I, I... No, you have, to, you have to Okay, pick. so let's let's work through it. It's fun, it's fun to pick, right? At the bottom, yeah. Unicorn. Yes. Definitely not winning yes, because definitely. they're awful. That's they're true. just to- totally non-viable competitive. Will they, will any make top sixteen? Some will have to because of the way the cut oh, works. Top eight? No, no, no unicorn in the top eight. Um, I think Dragon will get to the final and lose. <laughs> He's that, that's what's going to happen. They're going to get to the final. Jeez, the you're always final. talking over me. I can't get a word in. <laughs> wow, I wonder where I learned that one from. <laughs> um, there you go. So Probably Dragon. Good. Unicorn, 100% not winning. Yeah. And I don't okay. think there will be one in the top eight. Dragon, because I've said it, yeah. I think they'll do really well. I don't think they'll win. After that, and this is a good thing, it's a testament to how the game is well, pretty well it's one of five after unless that. you're a unicorn player. I could see any of the remaining clans winning. I wouldn't be surprised to hear a lion win, a crane win, a phoenix win, a scorpion win, or a crab win. So dragon are the best, but can't win. <laughs> dragon won is wrong, but won't win. After so any of the other five clans, I could see potentially winning. My pick to win because they feel the most oppressive 
and Scorpion. have the most broken cards are is Scorpion. Yeah. I think Scorpion yeah. are the most likely to win. And my surprise, nobody saw it coming pick is Phoenix. Okay. I think some genius who gets a little lucky. Yeah, no. Um, with that, because Phoenix they're a little high variance. Phoenix won't win. One of the reasons I think Scorpion <laughs> um, are going to potentially do very well is that the tiebreaker system really favors them. Because the honor. Because of the honor and because their ability to defend provinces is yeah, really strong. That's true. And their ability to hold the favor and all sorts of things. Yeah, and the knockouts are going to be able to. Dare I say, because a Scorpion could slow play their way to victory. They could, because even the, and we'll get to this when we get to talking about the floor rules, even the rounds in the cut are podcast. timed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you can get, like, and a mod win is bad in the Swiss, but a mod win in a single elimination it's bracket fine. is as good as a regular win. The final game, the very, like, the, the top two final world champion match two hours. could be determined. <laughs> no, no, there's a time limit of 100 minutes. Even in that? Could be determined. Wow. Okay. Yeah. by a mod win yeah, and yeah. I think that's that's something that favours Scorpion I'm not suggesting that Scorpion players are out to slow play to win I'm just saying that in a game that's complicated and difficult and taxing with a deck that requires a certain amount of th- thought about your actions you yeah. can reasonably take a certain amount of time and then if your opponent isn't playing fast well sometimes it takes me five minutes to decide yeah. my first attack tiebreakers tiebreakers you know, favour so. Scorpion okay floor rules you mentioned this so lay out the floor rules for us the four <laughs> bullet points that I find we're talking about the top three one the top we have a, a, our weapons are a surprise uh, <laughs> fanatical devotion to the Pope uh, <laughs> um, no note taking um, the tiebreaker system the way the cut is made like the point system and, and who makes the cut and the revealing of deck lists in the top 16. Those are the, those are the things that stand out to me as stuff that's worth talking about. Um, and I've seen some divided opinions on some of them. So with the note-taking, right, that's something that actually annoys me as well because there's a lot of stuff to keep track of in the game. A lot. I can barely keep track of my own, uh, let alone keeping track of my opponent. Now, I'm not saying that if my opponent's cheating or whatever, but they might make a mistake that needs to be pointed out to them. And once you go past that turn and all the stuff is bought and all the faces after being There's no chucked rewinding. off, it, you can't yeah. rewind this. It's so hard to figure out what fate went where and, and the game even say, what honour as well. Honour is actually harder than yeah, track. The game state is so complicated there is absolutely no way of repairing it. Even yeah. even if even if it's like two actions have been taken it's probably too late. There are I've heard arguments as to why there is no note taking. Uh, one argument is that it prevents scouting. So if I play against you and I see you're running XYZ province I'll make a note of it and then I can share that information with my friend later. Obviously the rule against note taking doesn't protect against that in any way because I can just make those notes after the game is over yeah. and do it that way. Yeah. Um, the other argument I've heard, which is is a better one, is that th- th- this this is sort of it, this is grandfathered in from Netrunner to an extent, right? Where there's yeah. lots of looking at cards in the other guy's hand, yeah. you know, seeing face down cards and that kind of thing, and so they forbid note taking there because remembering that stuff is part of the skill of Netrunner, yeah. and that's okay. And Alphavor now has a certain amount of that too. We've seen some. So there's the the Kitsuki Investigator. Obviously, shows the opponent's hand. We've seen that previewed Scorpion card from Imperial Cycle that lets you look at their hand. So there's a certain amount of that in that of that in Alphavor, but you wouldn't say it's the core. No. Part of the core skill of the game in any way. You don't win the game of Alphavor by looking at your opponent's hand. You do with Netrunner. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Right. But the other thing that I've heard is that do like, if you're writing down all that information in a game where you're already looking at the lengthy game, it's already yeah. going to time reasonably common. This is adding more time to the game because that's not a part of the core. Like that kind of taking fastidious notes on every element of the game state and every piece of information you've got isn't part of the core skill of L5R. I would be very happy with a compromise 
which just let you track essential game state information. Yeah. So what fate is on what rings, how much fate my opponent has, how much honor my opponent has, how much honor I have, how much fate I have. If that if you're literally just writing down numbers on the pad, yeah. you know, keeping track of, That's of fair. vital game state information, which can easily get lost when the game is so complicated. And yeah. like you say, there's no way to rewind it or keep track of it. I think that would be like I, it's it's insane to me that that you're not allowed to write yeah. that stuff down. Yeah, like um, if it's if it's just like fate honor. Kind of literally, if you could just track like, those two yeah. things with a pen and paper, it would make it would set minds at ease. Yeah. Um, so what's the second thing that infuriates you, Jack? The second thing that infuriates <laughs> me is the tiebreaker system yeah. and the the presence of modified wins. That yeah. that I thought was bizarre. Um. We've seen it already in a bunch of the games on stream. The really strong argument to be made that in an untimed round, yeah, he could have pulled that game back. It was, it was sort of turning a little bit already by the time the game ended. But we were seeing people moving into the mindset of playing for tiebreakers yeah. so quickly. You know, if, if the game is half an hour in and it hasn't progressed past a certain point, at that stage, you have to start thinking, I'm no longer playing to win this game by the rules. I'm playing to win this game by the tiebreakers. I think that's a, that, that's effectively changing the design of the game. Yeah, you know they saw. I think they saw this because one of the things they they put it, implemented for the tournament as well was um, the option to honorably concede. So I can, if the guy is going to get a modded win, I can say to the guy, "Look, you're going to win this game anyway." So we just say that you got a full win. I get a point for losing. You, so they they did do that. Yeah, but the point you get for the honorable concession. Will never help you make the cut. No, the I know. The maths of the cut work out. In such oh, I'm a not way, saying it's a good at that solution. Point, it's totally worthless. It does nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it's a good solution. What I'm saying is they've obviously seen that, like you're saying there, there's going to be a cultural change. You'd almost need to get three points for an honorable concede, like you know, which yeah. is too many probably. But you get ten for a win for. Yeah, I know. But I think yeah. three would be fine, to be yeah. honest. One is like just means nothing. Um, like they might change, so the, so change that, after Worlds. Let's just know. clarify, right? What what the point system is. Two for province break, right? One for having the favor, and one for higher honor, right? Yes, that's how it works. If you break two provinces early, like you, like even the first turn, and you're dragging, you break two provinces early. It's very easy to sit back and actually just defend your provinces for the game. You could you could quite easily not lose a province if you just put all your resources into just defending. Yeah. So and as long as you're playing at a reasonable pace, you're not even yeah. vulnerable to being accused of slow playing. Like if if. If I do, if I take a province and get ahead on honor, and then go, I'll I'll play my turn quickly and defend every turn. Mm. You can get to the end of the game without ever slow playing your opponent, but just transparently playing for tiebreakers. Yeah, yeah. Once you're ahead, you can go like I can just hold a line forever. Yeah, and like mod wins, you know, you you can only afford to take so many modified wins if you want to make the cut. So at least it's disincentivized in that regard. That's true, but yeah. you can still do it once. And what's the third? Uh, the, 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 the third of the, the third, third right. four, and yeah. I've forgotten the fourth one again. Thanks be to God. Um, that the the cut yeah. that they've decided on, and we're seeing it now already. The twenty three is absolutely brutal. That the the challenge in a game this fatiguing yeah. um, to to get the number of points that they're asking, basically to go six and one or better um, in every tournament is. Like one loss is a narrow, narrow margin. Yeah. Um, and it feels so depressing when you're like in a tournament and you don't have that safety buffer. Um, 
Like you want it, like in a tournament, you want to give people a reason to feel like they're still in it, right? Yeah. You know, there's no feeling in the world that's worse than being in a tournament that you know you're out of contention in, which is why when you get knocked out of contention in a tournament, everybody drops. They go, oh, well, I can't, I can't keep going now, so I'll just go and get a pint instead. Um, and it gets to that point so quickly and so un, like, so mercilessly in this game. Yeah. But I feel it's, it's going to make tournaments a lot less enjoyable. Like having a slightly softer cut means you have to run around a super Swiss or you need to do some kind of playing. But they're already at that stage because they're doing top 23s, yeah. which is a yeah. bizarre yeah. setup. Um, so like it's basically it's X and 1 right now and top 23. Yeah. So Wh- you, whereas it could have been X and 2. And a top 32. Yeah. And you know, you're doing the extra, you're, you're taking the time you're to just, play that extra game anyway. Yeah. So let a few more people in because yeah. it means that more people playing the tournament feel alive and involved and invested exactly. up to a later point. It's just merciless in a way that is really demoralizing. Yeah. And sucks the fun out of Because effectively in two rounds you've like you know, half the people couldn't effectively drop out. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> the last point of the floor rules that I really disagree with. I did remember I had a think and I remembered while well, you guys were yammering on about whatever you were talking Whoa. about. I, oh, oh, I, I went into my mind palace. Where are the, the yammerers? I retrieved the, the piece of information. And it's um, revealing fu- death lists. Your fucking glass house of a, of a mind palace. Go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, on, throw your stones. It's more like a, sort of, your it's more like a dog house. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's revealing your death list at the top 16. Where yeah. we get we sit down, I show you my death list, you show me yours. Uh, which really reduces the ability to surprise people. Yeah. I mean, especially like when you've got your five provinces, you know... Yeah. that are secret information and that you know when we've seen a bunch of new provinces previewed now or leaked as the case may be you know as the variety of provinces out there increases figuring out what provinces your opponent is running is going to get harder and except no no that's not hard at all here you go that, that's what I'm running it's yeah. in my deck list yeah. the capacity to run like you know assassination is this great card right yeah. except it's not necessary to run it if everyone is so afraid of assassination that they're not loading up their two drops or worse with a ton yeah. of extra fate. So you can, if you're feeling ballsy and you're, you're a, a maverick deck builder, but, but like it's, it's a proven and effective strategy in these kind of card games to surprise you. Know, having an informational advantage over your opponent is a good thing. Yeah. Having, you know, taking edges where you can get them by using knowledge of the metagame is a good thing. And yeah. being able to do that is a good thing. So I can play, I'm going to go, I'm not going to play assassination in my deck because I'm going to rely on everybody else playing it and be terrified and that being afraid yeah. of getting hit by it and yeah. it's the same thing with panels cutting down to one way of the crab he's doing it because you have to now build your deck list yeah for the fact that you're going to be showing it to your opponent yeah you know so he puts you know he puts one way of the crab in his deck so that when he gets to the top 16 his opponent has to go oh well he might have it and then play around it yeah um whereas if he was if he was feeling really ballsy again he could take it out run some other card instead rely on the fact that they don't know for sure he's not running it and have to play around it in which yeah. case it's doing its job and room to make those kind of clever plays doesn't exist similarly like in deck building the ability to run suboptimal cards because like the best decks in the format become known pretty quickly yeah and the way you distinguish yourself a lot of the time at the top level is by having some kind of surprise you know running something that is a uh, maybe not the best card in slot but that people aren't playing around and so when you catch them out with it it hurts it surprises them and you gain an advantage yeah you know that, that verse, I mean, any versus system veterans will remember those assholes who played one acrobatic dodge yeah. which was a which was a fine card but not great yeah but which 
but, but, played but well. When, when you play Savage Beatdown and they went Acrobat Dodge and turn destroyed the entire Because people attack. weren't playing around it. Yeah. They go, oh my god, he's played an Acrobatic Dodge. Yeah. My whole turn is ruined. Yeah. Quite early. Um, yeah. And because, you know, and, you know, un- uncreative, rigid players who can yeah. do very well would get really caught out by that and it rewarded certain smart types of play. And again, that's gone now. Yeah. Like, tournaments should be fun. They're, you know, tournaments are work. You know, and I'll, I'll be the first player always to say, Tournaments are work, and if you're having fun at a tournament, you're not. You know, you're doing it wrong. You, 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 winning is fun. You've already, you've already lost two games if you're having fun at a tournament. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and you know, Cormac is joking. Go, oh, we're, you know, he's joking because he doesn't know how serious I am. Oh, we're gonna go to Madrid, and it'll be fun. We'll, we'll sightsee. No, no if you're in Madrid a day early, you're spending that day testing. Um, <laughs> we're sightseeing. <laughs> sightseeing the decks. Yeah. Um, but like that—that'll be my attitude. So yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a silly thing, and I'd like to maybe they'll review it. Maybe we they'll. So. Well, you know, we have this this soapbox that we're standing on here. Yeah. If you are an L5R well, Jack player, has a soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're an L5R player and you and you agree, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, you should see the look he's giving you right now. <laughs> if you are an L5R, it's the chemistry. The chemistry. Yeah, yeah the chemistry. it's off the charts. Acidic, acidic, like like Fleetwood Mac. But if you are an L5R player. And if you agree with any of these, you know, whingy, complain, complaining, moaning, bitching that we're doing here, you know, Fantasy Flight have shown that they are open to... to oh, he went there. <laughs> they've shown that they're open to taking player feedback, you know? Yes. So, the other bone of contention that was recently in the... That was recently driving <laughs> members of the internet wild to quit the game was that... Uh, oh, God. Fantasy Flight Games announced they were going to release six... You heard about this, mate, didn't you? Six back in six weeks? Yeah, six it's impossible. I thought you can't get a six back in six weeks. <laughs> I, I saw a video once that promised seven minute abs. Yeah. So. Rubbish. It's all rubbish. You can't do it. You, know, you can't lose that much body fat in six weeks. It's, no. or, or you could be. Depends dying. your starting point, I suppose. I suppose, yeah. You could be on the cusp of uh, six, maybe, six maybe. packery. Yeah, but, but the or you could have a 10 pack like Fergal Devitt and yeah. eat a bunch of cheeseburgers. Lose four. Yeah, but yeah. the but the the average Elvenor player um, will, will not um, a get six a six pack. pack in six weeks. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> I certainly won't. <laughs> and you're working real hard. Yeah, but um, enjoying your country. I am. <laughs> so I think it's actually good for the game. Mainly because I'm a unicorn player. Mainly. <laughs> Although, how good is it for unicorn players so far? So, so, <laughs> yeah, so far, it's no, pretty bad. But it's good because we're getting through it faster. <laughs> so I don't have like uh, three months of festering, and every time they release a new, okay. so this pack, time, maybe this time. Yeah, this pack would be good for unicorn. There's no. Well, so so, so far, what I've seen is it's like you know, hello unicorn player, are you winning? If so, this will help you win slightly more. Yeah. Oh, you're not winning. Sorry. We can't help you right now. Yeah. So that's basically nearly all the cards so far. Yeah. But, uh, so um, there's all kinds of theories as to why the packs. Some are, are very black helicopters. Are they? Um, really? Oh yeah. Go on, go through some of them. The, the, I, the, I'm not in tune The with blackest these. helicopter of all that I've heard is that the fake uh, news. Asmodee are looking to sell out to Hasbro. Okay. Um, oh, no. This isn't true. This is complete. This is this is pure black helicopters. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it, it, allegedly, you know, right, allegedly. It, 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 you know, it, it's possible. It's true. I find it <laughs> unlikely. But I, you know, I've seen no confirming information either way. It's literally I, like I, I, I would prefer if you use uh, lizard person <laughs> conspiracy. 
Yeah. He's answered. Okay, so as with Ayrthaki of selling out to lizard people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that they wanted to make as much cash from the work they've done so far. For their lizard eggs. For their, yeah, <laughs> no, well, because the lizard people are buying it. As with yeah. lizards. The people okay. who are doing the buying are lizards. But they're trading lizard eggs for us, I heard. Maybe, yeah, Maybe. yeah. yeah. Um, and so they're trying to make cash from the stuff they've done before they sell out. Um, other black helicopters theories I've heard include that they're killing Alpha Ivor, they're selling the the IP along again, which is obviously bizarre. And <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> it's a conspiracy. There. We oh shit! We have this really successful game. It's sold loads. It's, it's We're coming more out of Star Wars Destiny. A, has. a more viable one that I've heard is that um, they have a license fee coming up. Like that they need to pay Disney however many millions For of dollars Wars. to keep Star Wars in January, and so they needed it was a cash it's pure cash flow. We need that money now rather than later. Wow. I choose to believe that it is exactly for the reason because you know it's the internet age and we choose to believe things now. That's how yeah. it works. You and found I, you have found a group. I, uh, to reaffirm your yeah yeah. yeah. I found a version of the truth of the facts that your I group, like. Your I, group your group think group has has come <laughs> to conclusion. Um, but I no, but I choose to believe your bubble, that um, your bubble has come. <laughs> uh, the fact the facts the facts that I find most appealing <laughs> um, <laughs> is that they're releasing it because it's good for the game. Oh, that's that's, a, putting that's all so these, noble. Putting all that, 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 and like speaking as someone who loves building decks and loves playtesting mm. and tinkering and experimenting, I'm so happy. Sorry, you shouldn't say tinkering. Okay, that's that true. Yeah, that's yeah, terrible. Okay, word. That I'm so happy <laughs> to be getting the option to actually build decks rather than yeah. just not to run the worst cards. You know, yeah. to actually try and figure out how can I build a little efficient engine that will do something cool that other people might not have thought of. Yeah. Um, it's like ah I will change these two cards for like these two cards <laughs> that's choice, pretty much choice there's so little deck yeah. there's so little choice yeah. in deck building at the moment there is the it is depressing I actually find the course that explosion of and like it's still like and the, the split I've seen because some people like it and some people hate it and the split I've seen is very much people who played the CCG are like great we're used to it you know we used yeah. to spend 300 bucks a quarter getting all our boosters this is still much better than that and you know Having the metagame shift in a big chunk like this, is it doesn't bother us at all. We're happy with it. LCG people are like, this is not how I've budgeted for the year. This is not what I'm used to. Yeah. Also, um, our decks slowly evolve over yeah. the year. You know? yeah. um, so I, I really like that as well, that it's jumping the metagame forward in a big way. Yeah. And I find that that's a much more appealing way of playing competitively and building decks than here's another pack that's very incrementally going to change things. Some new deck will hit critical mass and will become worth playing yeah. this way we've got a whole rainbow of decks now that could potentially emerge okay and which i'm really excited to see and really excited to start getting to grips with does do you think this means actually like the the next new thing would be a deluxe set it has to be right because that's the i, I, first I don't know does it necessarily have to does it have to be is it is it, is it going to be a cycle a deluxe a cycle a deluxe that's, that's as i understand how it's supposed yeah. to work so that'd be interesting so why are we going to think the, the first deluxe box is going to be the rumors are minor clans so, or non like non great clan factions, so Shadowlands so, so the, and Naga and stuff. So should be should be yeah, minor clans, so the unicorn should be getting those cards in. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually true. They need so, cards. This 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 is gonna be my, my bold prediction, my second bold prediction of the a, night. a complete reset right. of the unicorn clan. A, the, a, a the new first, reset just the first good unicorn. unicorn clan deck is gonna be an honor runner. And it's just gonna be an honor rocket. You are absolutely off no. your head and saying no. Well, actually, no, you could be right. I, their no, I their first right. good deck could be an honouring deck, which will never win. No, it'll win. Uh, no, I think... I how, think. how many honour victories have happened so far at World Champions? None. However, yeah. 
given the new holding that Unicorn are getting, which I don't actually think is necessarily a good card, by the way. Right. I think it does facilitate that kind of honor rocketing. Yeah, so I think that I think that will be the first the old, the old because the whole thing the old Unicorn day shrine is the so trash. So successful. It's the poorly placed gardens, man. Yeah. Because because the unicorn cards I've seen so far have been complete trash and they're yeah, but they're holdings they, they take up the pro- slot. I know, but so you know personality. But gonna... everything else is supporting that old theme. That's just like you can just like throw it away now because it's just not going to work. I think the next one's going to be an honor runner, and I think it's going to be the first good viable unicorn deck. Sorry, prediction. So you're predicting like it's a double because like you're predicting that honor will be viable as well. Yeah. Wow, you're mad and it's not going to be two fun. things that are awful and competitive it's not going to be fun viable it's going to be oh. rocket viable totally that's, that's my prediction a, a, yeah a, yeah a solitaire deck it's got exactly yeah i so. like it already <laughs> <laughs> yeah mike you're gonna love this <laughs> love this so uh yeah Shinjo's, it's imperial we're going to be keeping an eye on worlds yeah so worlds is it is now thursday right yeah. yes so we're going to go off, enjoy Worlds, um, watching it from Twitch. Uh, I think it's like FFG Live is, is the Twitch channel. Or you can find the uh, Asmodee yeah. official stream. They'll be hosting it as well. Yeah. As usual, you can contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Brawl or SakaHouseBrawl at gmail.com. Check out Radiant Offline Battle Arena on Facebook. See some of our lovely yeah. artwork. Yeah. And thanks very much again for listening. Uh, catch us next time where we're going to be talking about the results from Worlds, Secret Keeper Worlds, and some of the card previews. Yeah. And some of these cards will actually be up by then. So. Yep, yeah. pretty much, yeah. So thanks very much, and stay thirsty.